Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Of our number one, we will attempt to rebook him. Or if he calls back in uh, in the next uh, 45 minutes or so, we could possibly get him on. We'll see. Uh, but we did have Garrett Gerloff on, Josh Strang. Uh, had an interesting conversation about what the hooligan uh, series, the super hooligan, hooligan series, and uh, is what it is and why has it become so gosh darn popular. Okay? So I think there's um, probably a lot of different ways that we could take that interview and that topic and perhaps we'll re-delve into it in the open segment. Doing this uh, segment, Kyle Wyman will be joining us, as will Colin Edwards, and we're looking forward to those two guys. But also we have an open segment and our topic du jour, PJ. Open segment was going to talk about World Superbike and what they are going to be doing this season. They have changed their format um, quite publicly. They are adding a third race to their what used to be a two-race weekend in the World Superbike class, the big boys. They have now made it a three-race weekend, and uh, I was going to lay out all of that when we get to that we'll open segment. Okay. Uh, this portion of our show brought to you by Wiseco for performance products carrying a full line of forged pistons, uh, precision forge clutch baskets, clutch hubs, crankshaft, forged connecting rods, valves, and a lot more. Anything for ATV, snowmobile, motorcycle, PWC, outboard marine, and automobiles on this planet? Well, one name, one solution. They got it, and they make a lot of it. And it's Wiseco. Look for them at a dealer or look for them online, Wiseco.com. Tony? Our old buddy, road racer, Kyle Wyman, joins us now. Kyle, man, where have you been? It's been too long since we've had you on the program. Yeah, it has. Uh, man, it's... Uh definitely been a while i feel like maybe it's twice a year but i feel like it's been a year what have you done lately though i mean really <laughs> it's off season i mean you know it's whatever you you would think not much <laughs> but uh yeah i've been pretty busy been traveling around the world and uh doing yes, all you have. Stuff. tell us about it oh well i uh, got married this year congrats, congrats. that's a big yeah. deal me too Knocked that out during the season, but there's no time for a honeymoon during the season. So we did that at the end of the year, and man, we don't even have enough time for that story. But uh, <laughs> where'd you go up. for your honeymoon? Well, we got an hour. We, yeah, right. We uh, we went to Malaysia for the MotoGP at Sepang. Cool. Oh, and wow. that was really cool. So I uh, saw my buddy Hafiz Steyer and his race with the Yamaha team who uh, he, he raced uh, XR1200 for me back in 2013. Now oh, he's cool. in the uh, MotoGP Premier, Car- Premier Class. So, wow. That yeah, is a cool. bit of a move. Yeah, yeah. So apparently you can go from KWR XRs to uh, MotoGP. <laughs> but uh, I personally haven't found a way to do it, so. Did you ever? What are you doing with all those XRs, man? You were, you were renting them at the time back in the day, right, as essentially a ready-to-race package? Yeah, I uh, still got four of them, actually. Uh, one of them is uh, just a display bike. It's, it's my bike from the last race they ever had, at the, and I won it at New Jersey. So we put it, put it right a 
way, the way it came off the track. So that'll be pretty cool as time goes on. We talked about this years ago, and uh, I think I even talked to you like after I got home or something. I was I was considering buying one off of you. Um, I can't remember though. Can we plate those? Yeah, that's the first question I always get asked, but uh, it's kind of tricky. I mean, if you want them to look like a race bike and, and plate them, you got to do some makeshift stuff with the lights and everything because there's nowhere to mount anything anymore. So you're kind of put them back stock or you make them a track bike. And we haven't really had too many people actually successfully take one and put it on the road. They had the intention and didn't or whatever, but can be done. It can be done as long as there's uh, a title in there. There's The lighting solutions are out there anymore. They are, they are titled, though. Yeah, uh, two of them. I think two others are actually, you know, like pre-production from a Harley because Vance and Hines was getting a ton of bikes kind of out the back door, and I bought a, a lot of the bikes I bought. I bought straight from Vance and Hines, and they were just uh, no VIN. Type of type of deal. You're not getting to the street with one of those without a whole bunch of paperwork. But again, that's not really their purpose. Uh, and that was so cool that you did that, Kyle. I mean, did it? Did it? I'm curious. Did that actually work out for you? Clearly, you still have a race team, so it didn't sink the Kyle Wyman racing machine that is you. Uh, did it? I mean, did it make sense looking back on it to do that as a business? Oh yeah, I mean. For me, looking back on that, I wouldn't be here without that. That got yeah. you. That got you up and running as a as a team 100%. man. Hundred percent. I mean, at the time, I couldn't afford to ride a six hundred, so I raced a Harley, and then I this, these business opportunities all came, and I was able to build a reputation and build a brand and build a business. And uh, I'm largely here still because of that. You know, it's it's hard to see. Um, you know, now there's Junior Cup and you know, stock thousand and entry level classes that kind of gets you up into the higher classes. Before the XRs, there wasn't a whole lot, you know. So um, that was my way of going out and being on same equipment as a lot of the guys and big names at the end of that series. And if I beat them, it elevated my level, you know, my perception of my level. So it really helped me get sponsors and and get to where I'm racing full time in Superbike now. So, and, and you are, I mean, uh, in case anybody checked out way back in the, you know, early, what, what year was that? 2012, 13? That's been a while. Yeah. 12 was the, the big year for me. Yeah. Kind of the breakout year. 14 was the last year of the XR. So now you, you, you've put in some really good rides in the R1 and I, I think that's worth mentioning. And, and I'm just curious if you think that there's that you can get more out of that platform with the Yamaha or uh, have you considered maybe switching brands for, for variety's sake to see if another manufacturer might be interested in, in testing the Moto America waters? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at a few different ones right now. Um, you know, I think that, no, we haven't plateaued or, or completely tapped the potential of the R1 because we're getting beat by other R1s, you know, but I think, um, you know, sometimes you get really close to something, you get a lot, you know, really focused on a certain problems and lose, lose sense of the big picture. And I think we kind of plateaued this past year and I want to keep moving forward. And I think that making a brand switch is going to help us do that. You know, there's, 
obviously the R1 is capable. It's the current reigning champion from this year. But I think there's other brands that have a higher ceiling, higher potential of performance in the right hand. Right. And I've been exploring that a little bit lately, riding a bunch of different stuff. Take us through um, the preparation uh, for the the season finale at Barber. What was going through the uh, your paddock, as it were? What was going through your mind in preparation for that final weekend? In relation to other rounds, yeah, I mean, I mean, there, it's kind of you know, it's the kiss of the season. It's the final or the finale, as it were. Uh, but uh, doing so at Barber, I think, has got to be pretty special anyway. But what was going through your head at that point, Kyle? I mean, for me, it's uh, it's another race weekend. You establish a really specific routine and how you prepare and go into stuff. Um, things that were different for me for Barber this year was I didn't actually race Barber last year because uh, I crashed Saturday morning when I had that brake failure and cracked a vertebrae in my back. I didn't actually line up for either of the races, so I didn't have any data from the previous year, so that was a little bit different. Mm. You know, Typically, we'd prepare off of that, but you know, typical weekend for us, um, I guess the only thing, especially from a private privateer standpoint, is um, you know, if you got spares on the truck, you can use them all, because uh, you don't have to figure out how to get to the next round. <laughs> <laughs> it's less stuff to carry home. Yeah, right, so... Uh, you know, you can fill the dumpsters or you can fill your trailer. Well, you know, the, 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 a lot of folks, uh, you know, were hoping that everything would turn out okay for you. And it was a practice round, wasn't it, where you got injured? Yeah, end of 2017. Right, okay. Let's go back to PJ. PJ? Well, Kyle, you had, you had a pretty doggone good season. Um, how late, you know, I, I'm interested, you're talking about potential brand swap. Uh, I'm sure as the team owner, team principal, some of that decision comes down to who's going to give you the best deal, uh, most favorable uh, package to really move you forward. I mean, how late can you push that decision with the season starting when it does? Not much later, honestly. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm definitely stressing over a little bit, but you know we're we're putting a hard deadline on on the first of the year. Um, my crew chief, right-hand man, Gary Dean. Mm-hmm. He's going on vacation uh, next week for for a little bit until the first. So he told me to just chill out and, you know, let things happen because if I get him a bike next week, he can't touch it anyway. So, you know, he says, all right, just, you know, we'll come back and we'll hammer it out, you know, start at 19 and, you know, we still got some time. So um, we've, got, we've got a plan. We, we kind of know a few of the directions that are going to be the most likely choices. So, you know, once we kind of get the word, we're going to be, we're going to be hitting the ground running. Kyle, your team, um, I mean, you really, to, to give credit to you, you've, you've carved out a niche in the Moto America paddock. You are a legit race team. You have, uh, off and on, right. Run, uh, guys through the, the super sport class. Does, I mean, do you see your team growing, or do you see uh, narrowing the focus to uh, you know potentially allow yourself maybe uh, more time to focus on your own racing? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's I've kind of done a variety of different things throughout the years, and this past year we had Bryce Prince in the Supersport class, and he did a tremendous job, especially towards the end of the year. 
Um, but actually, 2017 was the um, first, first time ever I was the only guy under my own tent. And I would say that was, uh, that was a breakout year for me in Superbike, for sure. So there's a, uh, there's a pretty direct relationship to success, you know, with, with just kind of being able to focus on yourself without too many distractions. And that's the ultimate goal. You know, as long as um, all the numbers make sense, because if you're not there, you can't be successful anyway. So it just kind of depends. It's all case by case. Got to stay focused. That's basically it, right? Stay focused and try not let the uh, you know let, let that last weekend jitters uh, climb into your head. That's well, and you know, running a team is. We've talked to number. We've interviewed numbers of uh, racers slash team owners, be it uh, Aussie Dave, um, Chris Ulrich. This we've seen this Chad before, Reed. and uh, yeah, team team owners who race, you know, it's a tough balance. I have to imagine, Kyle. I mean, the business is the business, but uh, the business is going out and winning a race on the weekend, and and one doesn't always help out the other. It's for sure. I mean, uh, you know, it's it's a task. It's a lot of work. It's compartmentalization. You know, on my part to be able to put that aside and go do this, you know. But um, fortunately, you know, I've had some really good results in this class that, uh, you know, maybe a couple years ago I would think were not possible as a team owner slash rider, you know. But to uh, to do it once, get on a podium, to have you know to lead practices and qualifying rounds and qualifying the front row and stuff like that. You know, it's it's just feelings that you want to get back as soon as humanly possible. And um, those days when everything goes right is what, what I'm working toward every time I every time I sit down to write emails or, you know, build sponsor packets or create uh, you know, mock ups for how my pit area is gonna look on the computer and stuff. I mean it's just to get me in a position where my head can be as clear as possible when I'm on the bike. Cause right. When I'm, when I'm at my best, I'm, I'm right there, you know. Where do having all those pieces? What type, what type of conditions do you feel uh, give you uh, the best opportunity, opportunity on any given race course? And I'm talking about whether it's hot and uh, say humid, right, or whether it's just dry and it's hot, or is it cool and perhaps you got to deal with some. Uh, you know, lingering moisture on the track or what have you. What what type of conditions do you find yourself doing well in? Oh, I I don't think there's any particular, you know, stand out. I mean, I try to be as well-rounded as possible, be good in the rain, good in the hot, good in the, you know, cold, greasy, you know, damp slash dry you know, drying conditions like Pittsburgh this year, we had it dump rain on half the track and right. completely dry on the other half. No yeah. kidding. How and, do you do that? And that was... Barber, Barber had some of that at the season finale as well. I mean, that was some dicey weather. Yeah. I was at that race and it, there was crashes aplenty. Well, that screws up suspension settings, the rear shock. If you don't have that thing dialed in, if you've got it dialed in for dry versus wet, all of a sudden you've got a completely different kind of bike. I mean, seriously, that's that would just Not frustrate the heck out of me, right? Pardon? You know, 
not to mention electronics. Oh, boy. That's a whole different show. They don't friend. just have a, a rain button right there on the dash for you, Kyle? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That'd be not great. Quite that simple. It is never. It is never that simple, I'm sure. Uh, what are you doing in the off season besides, obviously, trying to wrangle together uh, potentially a brand change? And I mean, are you looking at... Uh, What's your 600 program look like? Are you going to have another rider, or is that an edge yet to be determined? Still yet to be determined. You know, obviously the goal is fund my thing enough that uh, I don't have to. You know, Bryce and I were able to split some costs and just help each other out. That's cool. Last year, and it it, it was it was good for both of us. Not all race teams but, are like that, though. I mean, you, you're actually very fortunate, right? Yeah, it's crazy. We're in racing. We do this thing where we come to an agreement at the beginning of the year, and then we both do what, we're say, what we say we're going to do, and then we're both happy at the end of the year, and we go our separate ways. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Crazy, right? It is, it is weird if, uh, if only our p- paddock wasn't full of uh, or uh, at least didn't witness uh, some scenarios that didn't go exactly that way. Um, yeah. I know you've had uh, uh, a very, I'm sure – not all that small, but uh, unfortunately, we're all hearing ballistic uh, is going away from the market, and uh, there's been some changes there. I know they've been a longtime sponsor for you, so I'm sure that adds yet another wrinkle to uh, the whole season. You've got to fill that hole in your budget. Yeah, it's a a bummer to see those guys, and Chip especially, uh, running that deal. Um, and Millennium Technology, those guys have been such a huge supporter of mine as well. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a bummer to to see those guys go away, but you know, for you know reasons that make a lot of sense, and you know, it's just uh, one of those deals. So sometimes yeah, things in our world, uh, in the racing world, just run their course. Uh, we see it in every form of racing. It's by no means unique to road racing. It's yeah. every kind of racing. You know what I do every time we interview a road racer, which is sometimes three, four, five times every show, I'm always trying to figure out how I can I can work Johnny Rock Page into the conversation. And, uh, <laughs> oh, and I always cringe when you do. <laughs> oh, do you miss, Kyle, do you miss JRP? I haven't We'd, heard of him. Johnny Rock Page. Oh, that's awesome. What? That's the best response oh. yet. Thank you, Kyle. Okay. Thank you, Kyle. Uh, he's shutting it down. What's the next question? <laughs> yes. Oh my God. You and I are at least we're we're, yeah, we're, we're yeah, on the right. same page there. <laughs> uh, do you get to do any uh, off season uh, racing of any other form, Kyle? You go out and flat track at all, moto, anything like that, or no time with the new wife? Uh, certainly, I understand that. Uh, luckily, she's pretty heavy into this stuff too. You know, so uh, getting you know her getting ready for next year with TV package which hopefully we'll hear a lot about soon uh, as the pit reporter. And uh, I'm riding a little bit of moto, but I'm actually riding a lot on the on the road course. Uh, I've recently become a, a member out at Indy Motorsports Ranch. Cool. Outside of Tucson, Arizona. So uh, yesterday I was out riding the Ducati V4S. Nice. Yeah, so pretty, uh, pretty badass motorcycle. Yeah, they are so, impressive. Yeah. So no, just uh, been doing a lot of just just riding to to stay fit, a lot of cycling, and um, man, after traveling to Malaysia, Indonesia, 
we both got sick in Indonesia and all this crazy stuff. It feels like it was yesterday. It's been a couple weeks since we've been home, so we've been trying to just take it easy. Not a lot left in you? No. <laughs> I'm starting to replenish. International, international travel can take it out oh, of uh, how and, about, and just the sickness you get from flying. How about Everett's getting hit by malaria? You guys hear about this? When did this happen? Ten-time motocross champ Stefan Everts uh, got malaria when he was traveling, and that's that's no joke. Right, right. He's he's in an induced coma in uh, oh, wow. in ICU in Belgium. Pretty ill. It's a it's a it's a bad deal. So when you travel to Malaysia or, or any <laughs> any country like that, I mean, it's load up on the emergency. Yeah, because you can you can get sick. It's well, a, yeah, it's probably that uh, that pale ale. Belgian beers. Yeah, probably, probably not. Yeah. All right, uh, sponsor role, man. Who do you want to thank? I really want to thank, first and foremost, Moto America, because these guys are just doing such a good job getting this series back on track and really doing all the right things. So, you know, just as, just like I feel like I wouldn't be here without XRs and, and stuff like that, man. Moto America is making it uh, as good as it can be for, for the teams and and riders to go figure out how to make a living. They're giving us the platform. They're not doing the work for us, but they're giving us the platform that's allowing us to really do do some uh, some good work. So um, I'm recently signed Alpine Stars for next year. Nice. Next show, and uh, 60 helmets are back on board for next year. So I'm looking forward to having truly the best the the best protection in the industry. And uh, you know what that means for us here in the studio. On. You know what it means for us? Yeah. Stickers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Heck, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! So. De- decals. We want the vinyl kind, by the way, not the paper one. <laughs> those, those suck. Once you try peeling them off, you get nothing but that white bleed behind crap. Oh, All right. Ab- up against the clock, fellas. What do you think about that? Hmm. goes by quickly. It does. Thank you so much for uh, joining us. A little bit early, Kyle, but uh, Colin Edwards is going to follow you. How about that? You got the opening act. All right. Tell him I said hello. We'll do it. Kyle Wyman, thank you. Merry Christmas, my friend. Appreciate the time. All right. Thank you, guys. This portion of the show brought to you by our friends at Fly Racing and the new light hydrogen racewear. It was the first true lightweight racewear to the market in the original gear line to define the minimalist lightweight category. But when you're first, guess what you got to do? You got to stay on the gas and Fly continues to develop and improve this premium gear with the addition of the BOA system. This revolutionary waste adjustment system offers fast on the fly adjustability with a truly dialed in fit. A simple turn of the dial delivers unparalleled performance, comfort, and convenience. Visit flyracing.com for more details. I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. All right, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. (laughs) I've never done it. (laughs) Right.